0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack, and this will be very shortly TNF in Session. This is a show I record once a month, live in front of a select audience of Patreon supporters, This month, we open it up to every Patreon supporter, answer questions from the audience live and pre-selected, and just talk with you, talk about life. It is a podcast recorded on video. It's a little bit different than what's the norm with a lot of Q&A videos and stuff going on around there. It's uh, without a doubt. We talk about it more in the show you're about to listen to. Without a doubt, a weird time, so no need to belabor that now or repeat anything I know I already said, but happy to be here, uh, a part of uh, your day, your time, your moment through this, no matter what you think about it. We're all going to die, great overreaction, or the murky middle where the truth usually lies, doesn't matter what you think. We're all going through it, and happy to be with you here, and thank you for choosing this show right now with a lot out there, thankfully, a lot of content for you to choose from. Could you imagine? I was thinking, I mean, I'm going back to my childhood. You know, if mom and dad said you got to stay in the house for a while, number one, I'd be like, Well, that was it's pretty much normal for me, anyways, mom and dad. But I'd have all my toys, right? Like, really have like, yeah, I collect things now, but I'd have my toys back then. I could dump out the GI Joes and play with them. Yeah, I could do that now, but I have to take them out of the package. We're not doing that craziness. But I would have that, right? But I'm talking about if this happened in 1999 when I was in L.A. for a year, what a different experience this would be. For a lot of you listening who went through... The crazy, scary, immediate post nine eleven days where a lot of things were shut down, a lot of things not going on. I, I had to work a, a, a job at an empty mall wondering what, what, what will the world be like and banks and stocks crashing, all those kind of things. You know, if you were there, you remember. Crazy, uh, unsure time where you kept hearing the world will never be the same. Some of that is true. Some of that, I personally, from my point of view, like... I'm just talking about day-to-day things, not bigger things. But, you know, it got back to somewhat normal, right? Um, Which also is dangerous, because sometimes that means that old phrase of never forget isn't just a catchphrase on a bumper sticker. It's uh, sometimes a needed reminder. But, you know, like, we went through it, but I was going back to that time. There wasn't much to do. Fire up the old PlayStation 1, maybe... uh, turn on the news but you know you had to choose if you only had one tv in the house most likely you did me and my roommates only had the one it was either you get some news and some information get a newspaper or you play the game maybe you just hang out and talk <laughs> now i mean i'm my whole career has been based out of my house for the last two years god bless it um so i'm still going as best i can uh, some outside work has been lost but Still going. I still get to be entertained. I, grace and I have two TVs. We're blessed. We're, we're, we're surviving. I got a home gym. We got a washer and dryer. There, but for the grace of God, go I, where others, you know, are struggling. I get it. Uh, we're just counting our blessings. Uh, and, and I was just thinking, 1999, this would have just, I would have been bouncing off the walls. So always look on the bright side as best you can, even in the darkest times. I think that keeps you sane. But we're going to talk about that on the show more today. Coming up, just want to do, uh, as always, do it with TNF in session. If you're a normal listener of the Knapsack Files but haven't listened to the show before, uh, that's what it is. Uh, I also want to thank my high-tier patron supporters. That includes Thomas Risling, uh, Lethal Logan, Bador, Kyle Harlow, Matt Thompson, uh, Tamor, Nathan Ovendale. He's a first-rate Nate, Zach Anderson, Ty Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, and Jonas Berggren. I appreciate that. They are my executive producer supporters. We also have producer supporters and associate producer supporters. It's the TNF boardroom. If you so choose to support me via Patreon, uh, check it out at patreon.com slash Choose a tier. The best uh, suits your needs, your wants and your desires. I say it on the show, but I'll say it here right now. During this time though, take care of you's and yours. I'll figure out a way to get through this. I want to make sure you are taking care of those around you. Uh, And you know, watching my industry and the people in my industry where it's interesting time for us. Sometimes we don't know if we want to go forward or, or should we promote stuff? And I've just, I've just taken this on as a different thing. It is a, a virus going around that is affecting people's lives, affecting people's businesses. It is taking some lives. And, you know, I suggest you go to a live tracker. I know a lot of people share some numbers Ah, it's only this much. And then you, you go to the article they've shared and it's already hours old and the numbers up a, a bit. And I'm one of those people that I, mean, I talk about it more in this episode. We'll get into more detail. My opinion on what we've been uh, doing to battle it, uh, battle this uh, here in, in the United States has changed uh, over the last few days, a uh, different approach to it than I had a few days ago. Um, I'm still not panicking. I'm still not, um, tremendously worried. I'm just concerned. I'm always concerned and aware. I think it's a gr- nice place to be, but it doesn't mean I don't look around and go, uh, we've got to get through it. But we've got to help everyone get through it. So part of that is entertainment. Part of that is why it's important. It will be important, whether you're a sports fan or not, or whether you're a movie fan or not, a TV show fan. Those are all parts of our n- normal lives. And those when those things come back, it's it's valuable. It is why uh, FDR wrote a very famous letter to Kennesaw Mountain Landis, the commissioner of baseball, who at the outset of uh, you know America's involvement in World War II was like, is baseball going to go on? They didn't know. And it's uh, there was some stuff in World War One where it was stopped a little bit. There were some uncertainties. He had good reason to ask. And FDR in a, in a very famous letter wrote back, no. Baseball will go on. Your your players should know they should be ready to be called into action to defend our country. I'm paraphrasing FDR's letter, but baseball, the institution, it will be part of the normal function of American life that will be needed. And I believe in that kind of stuff. I, I believe we all, when we need to pause, we pause. Major League Baseball is pausing right now. But when it comes back, even as this happens— and. I'm th- even if it comes back in 2021, I don't think that's going to be the case. But even if it does, when it does, when that first crack of the bat happens, there'll be a sense of normalcy for some of the people. And for other people, it's, it's shows, movies, little niceties that you get to do when, when things start to go back. It just feels right. It feels okay. I always say, and I've written about this, I've talked about this, I always say the first thing often to return is laughter. And people will say, "I it, it felt good to laugh again. It's a very important. Post 9-11, we didn't know. You'd see articles, magazine articles. Comedy is dead. Irony is dead. Everything's changed. There's nothing we can laugh about anymore. So it's too serious. And yeah, it was, but eventually laughter has to return. It's important. It's key it's part of the normal functions of life and that's part of what the entertainment is, is to watch the people in my industry unsure of what to do be bold be, be brave don't be pompous don't be an a-hole about it promote your work so if you're listening you got a podcast you got something you written something you worked on show your work we all need that kind of sense of normalcy right now we need the normal there's a lot of things going on there might be a new normal that we have to adjust to or at least to for a time but don't be afraid to laugh. Don't be afraid to connect with others in the safest ways possible right now. Uh, and don't be afraid to just enjoy the little simple things of life that you can right now, whatever's in front of you. So that's where we're at. That's where I'm right right now. Uh, I also want to point you to uh, links in um, this podcast description, some things you can you can support, um, links to the Purple Stride event that as of right now is still going on, We'll see a lot of the purple stride events. It's the walk uh, to end pancreatic cancer that I'm part of. A lot of the walks have been canceled or pushed, uh, but the drives still go on. You can support St. Baldrick's Foundation. Links are in the anchor description or go to com and go to the charity spotlight page and you can see where to get involved. Some events that I was going to be a part of are currently on hold. No, nothing officially canceled, no, nothing even officially moved. There was going to be an event uh, Mark, Riley and I, uh, Mark Riley and I were going to host on May 3rd locally here at El Uh Just we haven't moved forward on that right now. We're just Holding off and seeing where we are, where we will be. Uh, there was a book signing event I was going to be part of in Victorville, California, at the Barnes and Noble. I've been talking about that on some podcasts. As of right now, just holding, holding steady, holding steady, and that's fine. Eventually, we'll get back to the nice little normal thing. So, with that said, it is time to take a quick break. But when when we come back, I say we because you, those who made up the live audience, you're going to be there too. It is TNF in session, episode 11, after the bills get paid by these little commercials. in session the 11th edition of this program i've got multiple sounds coming through my mic because that's what we're doing here today hello everybody welcome to the program hey what a weird time to be broadcasting we're here TNF In Session, for those who are not familiar, is a show which is made up by my Patreon audience. It is a audio recording, first and foremost, but I love doing it here live for a private audience. I'll be your private dancer, everybody, uh, here on YouTube via my Patreon page, all those kind of things. What does that mean? That means usually my Uh, TNF boardroom members, which is uh, tier uh, 6 and higher supporters, and my tier 5 and 4 supporters. There's a lot of tiers on Patreon these days, right? Uh, We all uh, get to slide into this, but today, because of uh, just what's going on, I I just felt everyone on my Patreon page can pop on in if they want. I I take pre-selected questions. And then uh, go into some live questions We sometimes do phone calls Not gonna do it today I am uh, shooting in my podcast studio So if you're watching here on YouTube Yeah, you see a little mess in the corner You see the camera's a little crooked It is what it is right now I had had to be working on the house all day Now, I'm not a guy who works on the house I'm not a guy or gal with those kind of skills You gotta bring someone in Luckily we rent Nice guy came out We had to clean the gutters My gym got flooded with the recent rain because of a clogged drain. So, you know, uh, not that there's not more important things to worry about, but you got to you got to take care of that gym, right? In this time, I'm so thankful that I have a home gym. Not me. well, every once in a while, I get made fun of for having a gym in my garage or in my old studio, my old apartment. I had a two-bedroom apartment, and I had a gym in the second room, and I get made fun of. Well, guess what? Now we're all in lockdown, and I I can still work out. In fact, I'm in a, I'm in my workout gear now. I'll probably do that after the show. So uh, it is, without a doubt, a weird time. It's a weird scary time, confusing time, panicking time, all those kind of things. And it has progressed, and, and I just uh, always want to address it. I don't want to ignore what's going on, but I also don't want to dwell on it, and I'm not someone who panics over it. Every once in a while, it it it, it, it pops up, and it's not, you know, the coronavirus uh, disease, the co- uh, disease virus, whatever you want to say, uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, or the thing virus, as Mark Ellis and I have been, uh, and Josh McCouga have been calling it in our text uh, threads. I, I, you know, I am someone who would, will, will most likely survive that if I were to get that and come out on the, other, on the other end, but other people aren't, so you want to be concerned about that. That stuff, though, is on its side. What I, I find myself more panicked over is, is the reactions of everyone else around me. I have three gun shops in my neighborhood and I'm okay with, I'm okay with guns. I'm all for sensible gun control, but I'm, I am not a gun owner myself, but I know a lot of friends are, was around it in my old job a lot. Uh, you know, we're not going to go down that path of discussion, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But what I'm freaked out about is every one of the gun stores in my neighborhood, the line is around the block every morning, every morning it's around the block. And I, uh, (laughs) that's not my favorite thing. I don't know. It's that uneasy feeling. I was slightly panicked. You know, as it's starting to happen, r- common sense and reality is like, look, even if we're locked down for a little bit or these stores are facing a surge of, of need, I understand that. But you go in, you walk into a Target or Walmart or wherever and the shop, uh, shop shelves are empty. Uh, you know, it's a little disconcerting. And w- having traveled, some pre-planned travel, uh, coming back and settling back in here to, uh, the Burbank area. And I went out to a local target, which is a smaller target. It's like a mini target target express or something they call it, but it's, you know, it's our regular spot. And we go there and, uh, when I walked in, and I just, it wasn't just that p- things were gone. It's just everyone—the way we're acting—you start picking up on the energy, and that's when some of the panic starts uh, starts getting into um, into what's going on. So, uh, you know, that's uh, uh, you know, uh, some uh, to be. You just you just got to step back and you got to calm down. So uh, we are here. I'm here with all you. And we got some uh, people checking in here. We got Jason Humphreys is in the background asking this question. Yeah, that is that is I talked about this on Twitch last night. By the way, I started my Lego builds on Twitch. Follow me on Twitch and we're building some Lego sets, some Star Wars Lego sets. Uh, Zori's in the corner here, the little mini one um this is uh right over here is uh, a poster for those watching on YouTube that is a poster of episode four New Hope signed by Alan Ladd jr a little gift uh given to me from uh, the great Stephen Stanton um around the world there so uh I'm gonna turn the sound down you might hear some beeps and bumps uh coming in here uh almost famous is there too Tommy Terry Green it was given to me by an old friend named Alex this is the um, Rise of Skywalker Dolby uh, poster there, and then that Last Jedi one I got uh, as being part of the the world premiere uh, event. So that was that was it. So uh, Alice is uh, here. Alice is uh, just saying thank you, but I think she's saying thank you, to, thank you to something in, in chat. Yeah, every once in a while my uh, internet. I think we're a little bit better this time around. I have three networks in the house. Three networks in the house, and. Um, Sometimes what happens is uh, when I stream, uh, different things happen uh, with the internet, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, sometimes if you're watching me live on YouTube, I am a little blurry. That's okay. Recording this uh, as an audio podcast released on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Appreciate all the support from everyone during these times, but I'll uh, take care of you uh, using yours first. Uh, I always think that this Patreon business model is very important to the survival of many people and, and has been as, as even without what's going on, the industry starts to uh, uh, really kind of change. Uh, things will not really be the same for a lot of people in the industry. After this, So, uh, it's important to have support, but also it's important for you out there, my followers, my supporters to, uh, take care of using yours first before support, uh, supporting, uh, average, mildly talented podcasters like myself. Uh, the group is growing here. Uh, Lord Romo's live in studio. We got Graham, uh, Butler. I love Graham. Uh, he's got a great kilt and I've seen it in person. Ooh, giggity. Uh, good day, as they say down south. Uh, Zach Anderson is here. That's uh, These comments move on the page here. Zach Anderson is here. Says, hey, Ken, Zach uh, out there doing stand-up in uh, uh, Milwaukee. Maybe he'll try out for the Brewers now that uh, you know no one's playing. Get on that field, Zach, and just see. Uh, Tamor is here saying hello to some of the other people in the group we always talk about if you're watching live uh, or on YouTube or a little bit later on YouTube. Tamor's profile picture on YouTube is perhaps the most money picture uh, that's going on. Uh, We got old handsaw, also known as I got a name, uh, also known as Sean. Uh, Roxy is having some streaming issues earlier. Must be street. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Here, what might be the problem uh, is uh, this is we're testing our grid here. We're testing our grid everywhere. In fact, my hometown just kind of went on the same kind of... Partial kind of, not lockdown, but down is, I think, the correct way to say it. San Luis Obispo County shutting off businesses without unless you need to, food, all those kind of basics. Come and get it. You can't go in restaurants. And so I think everyone's home. Everyone's home. Grace and I were trying to watch Rise of Skywalker the other day on Amazon Prime. Uh, so great that that was released early, right? Love that film. But it was really tough uh, because it got freezing every 11 uh, to 12 minutes, I think in large part because everyone was... Uh, watching at the same time. We're all home. Hey, uh, we got uh, uh, Sir Thomas the Tall in here, Thomas Risling, a uh, contributor to Casterly Talk. Thomas, we got to get you back on real soon. People need to hear uh, Game of Thrones in these times, and he's saying Zach could be the Vince <laughs> of baseball. There you go. Um, Jacob's got a mango. Is here the fam is all checking in here. Before we really dive into the pre-selected questions, uh, I want to do during this time. You know, I, I'm not an expert on any of this, uh, any of this, um, but I've been in a lot of weird situations. I've been in a lot of command centers, a lot of active command centers, and I just think some of the things I've experienced can can uh, you know not be helpful, but at least uh, maybe have some relevance to what's going on maybe in your life. So I'm calling this segment from the command center. <laughs> I need to get some logos, maybe some graphics. I don't know. We'll work on them. Uh, here's one of the things. So I, When I say I've been in active command centers, that could be a lot of different things. I've been in active training command centers and live trainings. I was part of uh, the security team that planned and executed a multi-agency training operation in 2003 called Operation Dark Cloud, which is the post-9-11 uh, um of uh, era and and we we trained LAFD uh, LAPD LA County Sheriffs uh, LA School Police uh Csun School Police uh, our security teams uh, a lot of uh, private uh, ambulance companies. Uh, we all worked together. We wasn't just the mall team, but our company, Andrews International at the time, hosted this Operation Dark Cloud event, and so I got to see that in action. Then I've been in a lot of bomb threats. I've been in a lot of situations uh, where I have been in command centers with uh, city officials, government officials, and uh, I love just uh, translating some of that to these situations. Maybe you can do it to yourself at home. Or maybe I'm just a self-important, pompous uh, jerk and none of this matters and eat all your cookies first. I don't understand. I mean, I have Having a tough, tough time. First of all, let's talk about that. Uh, Grace and I did it. We forage for food. It's what we keep calling it. We're going out when we can. Best times to get food and supplies. And then we come back. We're all excited. We're all relieved. And I'm sure all of you doing this too. We got two boxes of Cheez-Its. And then all of the Cheez-Its are gone a day into the quarantine. <sighs> yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, here's one thing. Uh, here's one of the things. I, and this has been the uh, key for me to even uh, remember now. Information changes. That includes facts. Things that are facts literally change. The facts change in these situations, uh, and also just information. And, and there's always a struggle to get the right information. But sometimes, what you know at the start of of, of something changes. New new things come to light, and you have to be uh, allow yourself to adapt to that. You can only prepare for it so far. But I think I'm seeing a lot of that too, as this situation uh, is fueled by some false information or partial information. Or I always talk about you careful of the words, could possibly estimated. Uh, it could be just all those things. None of those things are wrong in theory, but they're not there yet. And there's things we can do before that, and and that's key too. But but also, you know, I've seen a lot of friends of mine be fall victim right now to well, uh, three weeks ago it was this situation. We're at this situation, and and now the situation has changed, and they're still playing off of the situation if it's if it's three weeks ago. I think my approach to what's going on has changed three weeks ago and again i'm not someone who feels as though i'm at risk to be seriously affected by this if i get this i don't want to get this Uh, i'll be out i don't want to get the flu either i don't want to get anything i want to have a healthy day you do too Uh, but i don't want to you know i'm now more clear more 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 affected by the idea that i don't want to give it to someone else and i gotta be i went to disneyland last week i if, if it was open this week i wouldn't go uh, I, we had a pre-planned trip we kind of had to not, had to go obviously we didn't have to go but it was one of those uh the situation i did a lot of research i felt confident going i actually felt pretty safe there and that didn't change i felt pretty safe there i got coughed on at target the other day that was uh that was uh, fun uh, no not intentionally but i turned the corner and i kind of ran into a guy as he was coughing right in my face. I'm a zombie now. I, I think that's what it is. I'm a zombie now, uh, but I felt safer at Disneyland and I felt safer in Vegas two weeks ago because we were all doing what we needed to do, and and you got to trust a lot of other people to do what they need to do, and that's not always the case. But going back to the main point here, facts, even facts, things that are facts can't change. Information can change. You have to allow yourself to change along with it, and I think that's what I am doing. My Self, right now we got William Belford in the uh, chat room. He is uh, President Belford, uh, and uh, and he says it's a, it's the difference between facts and data. Yeah, uh, th- that's absolutely true. The data can change. That's a good way to look at it, uh, President Belford. We call him President Belford. That's what the Wangers call him. And then I actually played President Belford in the stage four short. Which, by the way, the Wangers, Brian, uh, Christian Ruvalcaba, and Cody Hall support them. Support them very much so, but. Uh, they made that stage four, which is a kind of a virus pandemic zombie monster kind of thing going on. And I was like, you guys, this, what did you do this for marketing? What did you, you, you predicted this. And then they have a pilot that's never been seen yet, yet where we've kind of been working on it kicking it around for the last year. So it's a series. I want, I don't want to spoil it, but it is oddly prescient. It's its oddly, um, a real prediction of what we're kind of actually going through right now uh it's a pilot um i wrote them today i was like what do you got do you guys do you guys know something <laughs> Uh so that's that. Uh going to just some stuff from the life in the audience. Hillbilly Scribs. Hey, hillbilly says during social distancing and practicing isolationism. It is so important to be social, and connect with others. Your Discord so important right now. Uh also think we have that. Thanks, uh uh hillbilly for those listening. Uh through my Patreon page, I have a Discord server open to everyone on uh, my Patreon page. And we have a little section right now called uh, uh what are we calling it now? Uh it is a special chat t- chat channel. Uh, called, uh, oh, I came up with a good name and now we can't remember the social distance network. That's what we got it going on, uh, over there. And, um, and, uh, we, uh, we just, you know, let's entertain each other. Let's entertain each other, come together, get through this as best we can. Uh, yeah, Discord did go down the other day and it was worse. Uh, Andres Ortiz, Andy Ortiz, as, uh, we also know him, uh, saying, uh, how do people work from home? Trying to make adjustments for this week and next. All right, you know what? That's a good thing. Uh, that's a good thing, Mr. Ortiz. We'll talk about that. I got one more thing, a couple more things from the the bunker, but let's talk about that. Uh, Grace and I have been joking, and and Joseph Scrimshaw, and a lot of people I know who are full-time freelancers and make their living as best they can off of freelance. Um, uh, it is, uh, it is a challenge, but we—we've been joking that welcome to our world. We've been doing this, and a lot of us have been doing this, not just in the entertainment industry, but other people have been doing this for a couple of years now. So Grace and I kind of feel like, other than the fact that we don't really want to leave the house, nothing's entirely different for us. Um, uh, so what it is, Andy, is uh, the key to this is is to is discipline. The key is. Allowing yourself to have that schedule to maybe a couple days might be a hey I get to sleep in and wear my sweatpants all day. I'm not saying put on a three piece suit at home, but you have to get up and form some side kind of kind of schedule. And I day part out my day like a radio station day parts uh, the styles of music they play. A rock station will say these. These two songs fit into two or three day parts, but the heavier stuff is a, is a different day part. Um, that's what I do with my work. Uh, I uh, have more admin work, more writing work, uh, more writing work later in the night, more admin work in in, in the morning, more more catch up work, more more personal finances, all that kind of work in the morning, midday. I make sure to have a lunch, a snack, a break. That might do by some personal gaming. Um, stream, stuff like this is in the afternoon, a little bit more awake. Uh, these were the kind of radio shifts I love. I had the morning show for a long time, 6am to 10am. You get into work at 5am. Even though my morning shows the prime time shift. I hated that. I hated that. I hated that. I wanted an afternoon shift. Uh, and that's, that's why, that's why you see me stream a lot. It's also good for different time zones. And then allow myself dinner, uh, working out, gym, everything. And I just look an hour ahead, an hour ahead, an hour ahead. That's something that's a lot of you uh, sometimes talk about. You know how how do how do you deal with depression or anxiety or those situations? I always go to an hour ahead. Just what is your next hour? What does your next hour look like? What do you need to challenge? uh, What what are the challenges? What do you need to get past? Uh, What can you defeat? And what can you accomplish in the next hour? Worry about the second hour after. You get through this hour, and I think that's what working at home is like that, too. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, uh, Tommy Terry Green's backing that up. Uh, habits, get ready, go on an office workspace It's not your bed. <laughs> Don't be PJs. treat your workspace as separate from your living space. That is true, too, Tommy. Uh, John Mariano, we love Johnny, Johnny M. He says, I've been working from home since 2015-ish. Boundaries are very important. Uh, yeah, absolutely there. We got, uh, some new names checking in here. Uh, Rob Mack is in here. Uh, so he's feeling good they're uh, having a nice discussion in there. Uh, uh, Tamor is, uh, doing a good job, uh, welcoming everyone in to the chat. Love seeing new names, uh, from the Patreon page opening up on in here. Uh, and join us. Final, so some final things of, of, of in the, from the command center, from the command center. Uh, and I don't think anyone, I, I don't think anyone listening to my podcast sticks around if they're not in line with me on some things or some approach to life. That's not beyond, I'm not talking voting records, beliefs or anything like that, but I just, I think a general way of approaching life, I, I attract a certain kind of person and, uh, uh, repel other kind of people. I think you all agree with this, um, uh, the safety protocols are in place and the reasons might not be apparent to you. And this is something I directly learned from my uh, dealing with a lot of access control, property control, very important situations, uh, disseminating information as needed. And I think there are some stuff – there are some things going on right now. I have, I have no proof I'm not on these phone calls, um, but I I think that Janko uh, Scatamanga says I disagree Literally everything Ken has ever said—that's true. But I like mangoes, so we're going to be okay. Uh, no, the uh, what I'm saying here is, um, I think some things are going on that are in place for a reason. I think everyone, in generally, and with a common sense approach, can go, "Yeah, this is going to hurt me." Like my, I've already lost. I think two or three jobs, uh, regular jobs right now, uh, freelance writing, uh, ho- hosting, announcing kind of things down. I'm down this month. Uh, a lot of people are down in a lot of different businesses. My friend uh, works security. Uh, He's a little older. He's at risk. He's just had a medical procedure. Lost his job. Lost his job. Lost his post. Lost his job. Can't go in. Company says, eh, you know, tough. Uh, we'll remove you. File for unemployment, kid. And he ain't a kid, so it's tough. Uh, So I think uh, uh, there's a lot of that stuff going around. But despite all the hardships, despite all of it, I think you have to realize there's things in place or being put in place because of information we don't have access to information we probably don't even want to have access to i'll tell this story i always love telling these little weird security stories um i was early on this was like two months into my job i was a 22 year old uh, kid uh working around patrolling the mall and all that kind of stuff wasn't in leadership yet we had a bomb threat and it was uh, not our bomb threat. It was uh, JC Penny's loading dock, right? Where the big, with the big rig trucks come in and someone from their team found something, couldn't identify it, couldn't place it, didn't know when it got there. didn't understand, you know, that's how you kind of run through bomb threats. And again, with bomb threats on major retail properties, you don't go, Hey, police, we got something and the police come running over you yourself have to go confirm it because you're going to know your property better. You're going to know your facility better. You, the police might show up and be like, what's that? Does that belong? Yeah, that's a call box. Oh, That's an electrical box. Yeah, okay. They don't know. You're going to clear it first. And sadly, when this is just deal, uh, deal uh, when it comes to bomb threats, they're most likely, if if, 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 it, if it is one, it's going to be one. And it, you're going to find out after the fact. You're very rarely going to find it before. So, yeah. Um, where we 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 go out to help, we go out to assist, and we have to clear out half the property. Police tape is up, not caution tape. Police tape is up, and I'm sitting there with two uh, patrol officers from LAPD's Deve- De- uh, Devonshire Division. We're sitting there, and the bomb squad comes out, which is a long process. I talked about it a little bit on the on the show uh, Saturday at Knapsack this past week. Uh, this is a different this is a different one, almost 17 years apart, actually, from the two incidents I've been talking about. The robot comes out. The Johnny Five is Alive bomb threat robot comes out. And that's fun to watch. I have no doubt about that. They come out of the rollout of the truck. Uh, You see him. They goes up to the package. Um, While this is happening, we have parts of the property blocked off, but not all of the property is blocked off because, again, we don't want to create a scene when there doesn't need to be a scene. We don't want to create panic where there doesn't need to be panic. We want to keep people safe, though, so we'll do what we need to keep people safe and clear. And we were trying to do that. An older couple walks up, and they come over to me, and there was another uh, security officer there. And they come over to me, and they come over to this guy, and they're really upset. They're really, really, really upset. Mind you, literally behind us, if he had just turned to the right, he could have seen the robot the LAPD bomb squad robot going to a suspicious package slash device. And we were like, sir, uh, you got to go. Uh, we'll be open up for a normal business shortly, but you can't go here. There's the North side of the property is open. You're welcome to go over there. But JC Penny's currently along with Sears Robinson's May or Robinson's May over here. Y- you can't go into them. He was so upset. He started screaming, jabbing fingers and faces, his reason, and mind you, we're not telling him. We're not going, sir, the, what you're seeing over there is a potential bomb. We're just saying, sir, for reasons where we, we can't share right now, you're not going to be able to go to JCPenney. We hope to, within the half hour, be back up to normal operations. Jamming fingers in our chests, asking for names and badge numbers, always a great thing. Great. Good luck to you, sir. And his reason, he says, I need socks. He needed socks. And it was at that point that I, all 22, and he was probably 65. And who knows what he did in his life? Who knows what was going on with him? But I turned and I said, sir, and I, you know you don't want us to do this. And I'm the 22 year old rookie here. Turned to him and I go, that is the bomb squad. Do you see the bomb squad? Do you see them going in to that loading dock? You can't go in. Now, he didn't go in, but he was very upset, had some very choice words for us, and got back in and, and said, I'm never coming back, and I'm going to purchase my socks elsewhere. And luckily, you know, I was in the line of business to be like, good, we agreed. Get the hell out of here. Go buy your socks at Kmart somewhere. Not here today. So uh, that's a reminder for what's going on now, too. It is frustrating. You might be losing business. And... That opens up some other conversations about what might need to happen to help uh, beyond that. But for what's going on right now, I do believe safety protocols are in place. And this is probably a change even from my point of view five days ago. But again, facts, data, all of it is evolving. I believe protocols are in place to protect us in these next 14, 15 days, whatever. Hopefully, this flatten the curve thing you're saying, it is And if you got someone in your life who's like, hey, it's just a souped-up flu, you know what? They're not necessarily wrong. They're not necessarily right. Let them have that opinion, but try to get across to them that the greater good. And hopefully this is a lesson. Joseph Scrimshaw's been talking over on Force Center of, like, this whole situation's a lesson from uh, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Obi-Wan talking to Boss Nass. Uh, You and the Naboo are a symbiotic circle. What happens to one affects the other. Uh, Hopefully we can come together over here so uh that is uh part of what's on my mind here you know you know i I want these podcasts to be relatively entertaining and a distraction from what's going on but also i think it's about time to to speak up up and open and honest about what's going on uh uh they're a grandma they're uh (laughs) <laughs> I love that. This is a conversation going on in chat, but Graham says to trust me, William Belford. It's not just Americans. We have our fair share of Egypt's. Uh, Egypt's is one of my favorite, uh, uh, swear words. Is it a swear word, Graham? I think it counts as a swear. Uh, Hey, uh, real snacks attacks is in chat here saying loving, loving the new studio setup. Yeah. I went with this, uh, you know, for those watching on video, for those listening on audio, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Appreciate you listening to the Napsack files. You want a way to, you want a good way to support me. Um, spreading the word on the show is good. If you can't or don't want to support on Patreon or cheer on Twitch or all those kind of things you could do, uh you can just listen, even if you don't listen, download and listen to any of my shows on Anchor, because uh, I do have advertising through them and the more clicks, the more listens, more views, whatever you, you you want to say. It does not have to be through Anchor, just wherever you get the podcast, um, that helps me more than anything. So so Graham says, it's just an accented idiot, which I, I kind of known that, uh, but I was hoping for more. But actually, I actually like that, you idiot. Uh, Thomas uh, checking out here. He says, my wife and I are both being forced to stop working just after moving into new home. We're doing our best to try uh, to view it as a chance to unpack and spend time in the garden with our dog. I'd like to be in Thomas's yard. With his octopus and his dog in his garden. Uh, That's bad. All right. So uh, one of the other things we'd like doing here on TNFN Session, the fun part of it, is answering some pre-selected questions. That's right. Some pre-selected questions. Boom, bum, bum. These come from my Patreon supporters. Uh, We uh, do tier three or above. Gets to ask some questions that I get to answer directly here in the show. I've never had to reject one. Never had to reject one. All right. First one is uh, from our friend Andy Ortiz, who uh, I believe is still live in chat. Maybe checked out. I don't know. I don't know. You guys tell me. Uh, and this is, uh, oh, I better slide on down. I do this sometimes on the chat here. Uh, Real Snacks Attack says, nice singing. I mean, I don't know if it, I'm not a singer. I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band. Um, But I do love to build bad things out every now and then. Uh, Andy Ortiz has this question here. He says, Ken is a lifelong fan of the New York Yankees. He's talking to me. I love my Yankees. What is your favorite Yogi Berra quote? Mine is if this world were perfect, it wouldn't be. That's a great one there. I got to tell you here. I got to tell you, I love Yogi Berra. I love reading about Yogi Berra. Number eight, number eight is my favorite baseball number because Gary Carter wore that for the Mets and the Expos and Dodgers and Giants. Yogi Berra, man, one of the great catchers, one of the great personalities uh, mentored by Bill Dickey, the Yankee catcher before him who wore number eight. Bill Dickey actually came out of retirement for a uh, season to kind of mentor Yogi. And I love the history of Yankee catchers of the Yankees. So uh, there's a lot of great Yogi Berra quotes to choose from. I think uh, the most famous is it isn't over till it's over, which is is one of those. Yep, that's true. He's like Yoda. Everything's true from, from a certain point of view. One of the other ones, uh, I love is baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical. Uh, I mean, that's not necessarily wrong, um, but not necessarily true. Uh, he says, uh, another one was half the lies, uh, they tell about me aren't true. I love that one there. And, uh, this one reminds me of Roddy, Roddy Piper a little bit. I wish I had an answer to that question because I'm tired of answering that question. Just uh, as Piper would always say, um, just when uh, they have answers, I change the questions. I love that one from Piper. But my favorite Yogi Berra quote, my favorite Yogi Berra quote is, "If you come to a fork in the road, take it." And I like that because I like that because it's one of those things that it means absolutely nothing, but it means absolutely everything. I think when you're traveling through life, you're going to come to some tough points, some tough decisions, a fork in the road, if you will. And you could interpret that as just take the fork and go eat a nice meal. Or you can just say a fork in the road represents two tough choices. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Got to go left, got to go right. You got to go somewhere. And that's the point. So I think when you come to a fork in the road, take it, make the decision. What's the decision? That's for you to decide, but you've got to decide you got to move forward and you got to choose a path. So thank you, Yogi. Thank you, Yogi. Um, uh, we've got, I've got some people supporting my singing, which is not great. I don't know if that's great. Uh, Belford, president Belford says, I'll tell you the same thing as Hold Miss movies. You sound great, but I'm tone deaf. So you know what? And I, and that's, uh, that's what I think, uh. That's what I think I am. Oh, Alice is this. I'm, I'm really big on, on her 55 inch TV that, uh, you know, I'm happy to be that. Uh, John Mariano says, you don't think it be like it do, but it is from the great Oscar gamble, one of the all time great baseball cards too. Uh, so that, uh, live questions coming in here. We'll take a quick live question from Tommy Terry green over in the UK. If you were to adapt one short story from behind the scenes of SNL throughout his history, what story would you choose? Oh, this is great. So I'll tell you what I wrote a script I actually finished second place in a screenplay uh, competition in 1999, 2000 range, the screenplay called New York nights, which was a very, uh, you know, very straightforward adaptation of, of uh, some of the drama of the first five years of SNL. And, uh, it was all fictional, um, to avoid any problems. Um, uh, but I, 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 um, I, I just fascinated with the time period. So I boiled down to the show getting canceled. Which was Also one of my favorite shows. I love 30 rock. And when 30 rock came out, I was like, ah, damn it. Tina Fey is doing what I, I could not do. Uh, Cause she's talented. And I'm not. Uh, but I also love uh, um, Sorkin's uh, uh, was at the uh, studio 60 on the sunset strip. I uh, Matthew Perry, uh, Sarah Paulson, uh, Ch- Nate Corddry, a lot of uh, DL Hughley. Hugh believe was on the cast too as well. Just absolutely loved that. Just absolutely love that series. I think it's underrated. One season it was done, 30 Rock kind of. In fact, I wasn't a fan of 30 Rock the first few episodes, and the show needed to find its stride, but I was like a Studio 60 guy, and I love SNL, love the history of SNL, the back backstage history. So if I was to take something real now, and put it in there. I think I would do Chevy Chase versus Bill Murray and their fight backstage and the build up to that and their history and their relationship. Uh Chase's um ego driving him out of the show but also just some people telling him, "Hey, you're already bigger than the show. Leave." Cuz he left a month into the second season, I believe. Bill Murray comes in. He's not finding his footing. He is not he's being compared to Chevy. They've got a rivalry. They've got heat. Boils over in a fight, two feisty guys. Um and uh, i would love to just boil it down to that you know yeah a lot of uh walk and talks uh, on studio 60 and uh yeah then the uh walk and talks on uh, 30 rock uh we uh, oh tommy's following up because unpopular opinion for studio 60 to newsroom and west wing i never watched newsroom or west wing i like studio 60 sports night uh, another example uh of something pretty good there too so um, I don't know. I liked that. Uh, I like this stuff. I like Sorkin. I do like Sorkin. I like social network. Uh, real snacks is access. I saw your post, about cauliflower alley being postponed. That sucks. Uh, yeah, I am uh, not going to Las Vegas again at the end of April to be part of the cauliflower alley reunion. I don't know if they're even going to move it. We'll see. Cancelled my hotel room. That's probably a good thing. Again, we're going to be okay. A lot has changed in the last couple uh, days, weeks even, to kind of change my view on uh, some of the activities that we're all doing out there. Some other uh, pre-selected questions here going back to uh, the Patreon page. Alice, she's in chat right now. She says, and she always says this, and I take, uh, you know, Alice, this means a lot to me, Um, and I guess you're welcome. She says, Ken, you're responsible for my love and addiction for GOT, Game of Thrones. Um, Again, you're welcome. But you're sorry? I don't know. I have read all of Martin's books and watched the series repeatedly. Can you recommend another series and or set of books that you love just as much as GOT? Yeah, this falls into that that category and I'll be honest with Alice. um, I don't have have a great answer for this. Uh, If you're looking for something similar to uh, if you're looking for something similar to Game of Thrones, I don't have that answer. Wheel of Time? It's what, 19, 20 books or something to get through Robert Jordan's. I mean, Robert Jordan, rest his soul, didn't even get through the book series. He passed away. Um, that's someone I know a lot of people that love Wheel of Time. I know an adaptation's coming out there. I don't know. Maybe perhaps someone in, uh, in the ongoing live chat conversation to, uh, can give an answer. I would uh, tell you to read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy uh, or, yeah, yeah, uh, all six books. The, the last book is not written by Douglas Adams. He unfortunately passed away. Uh, Ian Colfer finished it. It's not my favorite, but uh, it is part of the story. But just read the first five. And I actually like Mostly Harmless. Mostly Harmless is the fifth one, came out a little bit later, and I actually like it. It's a little weird. It's a little bonkers. Douglas Adams was going to some wonderful spots, uh, different spots. uh, So Long and Thanks for All the the Fish was um, the fourth book, which was very different, very weird, and very uh, sexy times, too. So, uh, that, um, that one uh, sometimes people don't like as much, but I like it. So I don't know. I, I recommend if you have never done uh hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy, check it out. I'm being told that, uh, uh, wheel of time is 14 books, 14 books. Also got a live question coming in here, uh, from Thomas, uh, starting to wonder about, um, Uh, Star Wars Celebration. He says, are we collectively worrying about Star Wars Celebration yet? Yeah, I I am. I am. Not because... I I don't necessarily think we'll be on full lockdown mode and everything come August. We might, but I think the problem will become, and I think Comic-Con, Sandy, Comic-Con has to face this too, is the liability of it all. I think liability... And that was my focus a couple weeks ago with the situation, and and it's not my focus as much, but I still think it's part of what's going on here in the world, particularly the United States, is liability. If you hold an event and someone gets sick, you're liable. If if there's a reason to prove that you know government officials had recommended you not do it, you could be held liable. I think that's why a lot of weddings are being canceled. I think a lot of the people who are having the weddings or attending the weddings aren't afraid of going. But I think the facilities are like we 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 just can't have it. What if another guest? What if one of our staff members get it gets it? Liability, I think, is the, the 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 ruler of the day, unfortunately. But it's also to err on the side of caution. And Going back to some of the stuff I was talking about up top, someone turns to you and says, "There might be a danger. It might be a two percent chance of danger. Hell, maybe even one percent chance of danger. But other people could be at risk." you make the call of shutting this down or not, you got to err on the side of the people. And that also is part of the liability aspect of it too. But that's why it's there. That's why my old industry, I was there simply because of liability. So um, I have a feeling San Diego Comic-Con will be canceled. I have a feeling um, Star Wars Celebration will be canceled too. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just, I think even if, even if, you know, that's why WrestleMania, um, people might give Vince McMahon some crap for waiting a while or the WWE as a company for waiting a while to not just come out and cancel it right away. I think you have to get all the facts. You have to get all the information. And again, there's a lot of money riding on it, not just for the WWE and the individual performers trying to make a living, some making great livings, but some not making great livings. And they need these uh, WWE WrestleMania or pay-per-view paydays. You've got to keep, keep keep that in mind. Safety of your staff and your employees in mind and the workers. But also the city. WrestleMania brings millions, millions into the cities that it goes into. And if there is a chance that slowing down the COVID-19 virus for a two-week period means we might get back to normal with some precautions. Maybe WrestleMania still goes and maybe Vince is holding out for that. And I think it was right to wait to the last minute. I think it's, you know, unfortunate. I think it's going to be, you know, WrestleMania 36 will never be forgotten, but it will be in the performance center and it is what it is. And this is the time we're, we're at, you know, and this is, st- all this is, is, is we're trying to stay healthy we're trying to keep the hospital's, from overflowing and try to keep services going and try to keep, uh, you know, those at risk going. And uh, I know people battling cancer right now, and I don't want them to have to deal with me getting them sick. And I think at the end of the day, it's the right thing to do. But I also think it was, I understand them waiting for a while. So I think Comic-Con is going to wait. I think think Star Wars Celebration is going to wait. But even if by mid-May it's cleared up, they might have to pull the plug on these things just to ensure that they pull the plug the right way. That's all I think. Yeah, a lot of Star Wars celebration. We don't want that, um, and uh, you know, a lot of people would be upset. And as far as WrestleMania, Thomas says, I just feel for Edge Man. I do too. Yeah, I feel for every wrestler that wants to be out there in front of ninety thousand plus people or whatever and these WrestleManias are pulling now. Um. These stadium shows, yeah, it's going to be different. But wrestling, you have to do it when you have to do it. You have to keep these stories going. You couldn't just – you couldn't pause the storylines or adjust them for too long. You could a little bit. You could move WrestleMania back three weeks, but that's the thing. I think when it came down to it, based on information that the city of Tampa had, that the state of Florida had, the WWE was being provided – You know, let's not forget Linda McMahon has some uh, connections. (laughs) So I think they probably, we have to, we have to go. We have to put this up now the way we got to put it up because there might be some other stuff coming that we don't know about. Um, Sadly, we got this one uh, from uh, Patreon, Luke Danu. Uh, Over the last few years, the Napsec Files Force Center, uh, uh, Luke has heard me make many references or just references in general from people and guests and co-hosts. Uh, and uh, a much appreciated uh, a appreciation for a wide variety of sandwiches. So to reset the question, he has heard on Knapsack Falcon Force Center, many references from me and others, and much appreci- appreciation from us for a wide variety of sandwiches. What is your favorite kind of sandwich? And have you ever tried a torta, carne asada, bean salsa, and avocado and all in all one bun? What's not to, not to love? I have tried a torta, and yep, a torta is a big win. Put that quote on a box. Put that quote on a box. A torta is a big win. Ken Napsa. right? We're going. Uh, if you're if you're listening live, toss in your choices. I want to hear them. Pastrami on rye from William Belford. I think my favorite sandwich. I love sandwiches. Oh, hot damn! I love sandwiches. A good French dip. A cross-between kind of a sandwich. You're almost getting into burger territory, but I'll still call it a hot sandwich. I like cold sandwiches. I just like a good uh, cold-cut combo, man. Give me a ham. Give me a turkey. Maybe a little roast beef, but I don't like the roast beef to dominate. Fresh, fresh shredded lettuce. Fresh-cut tomatoes. Maybe a fresh-cut onion. Purple onion on there. Mustard. I'll, I like mayo. Try to cut mayo a little bit out of my life, but a good mustard. Uh, if you got some kind of special sauce or an oil and vinegar, toss that on there, too prefer sourdough, but I'm good with wheat bread. Uh, I've tried to move away from uh, big uh, slabs of white bread in my life. Um, I'll go, I'll go with that. Just simple, simple. we got some great choices coming in here. Great choices coming in the chat room. Uh, we've got, um, I'm going to have to switch over to YouTube for this one so I can see it a little better. Uh, we got another pastrami and rye from uh, Real Snacks Attack. We got feta cheese, olives, lettuce, and tomatoes from Jason Humphreys. Uh, <laughs> old Hand Sauce says ice cream sandwich. Snack says I don't eat bread anymore. And you know what snacks? You and I going to be better for it. I'm trying to uh, cut that out, too. Uh, Italian sandwich for the wins says is Django's got a mango. Uh, they, you know That makes some sense there. Oh, uh, Alice's uh, ham with Havarti cheese on sourdough. We're just making each other hungry here. Graham Butler's got a paragraph. Uh, Somerset farmhouse cheddar. That's specific, Graham. Marmot, crusty baguette. It's like a party in your mouth, and everyone brought knives. I'll I'll take that. Uh, William also has this great answer. Whatever sandwich is currently in front of me. Zach Anderson says plain grilled chicken sandwich. Now, also, that's a good choice. I also like a uh, good I like a good a, um, tuna sandwich. I like that. John Mariano says, Afternoons Con in Pittsburgh. We're going to Triangle Subs and buying a Super Battleship. I'll have to ask Josh McCuga about that one there. That sounds good. Uh, Django, Django just got a, a mango. Django's got a mango and got a mango. says he ate, so he's good. Andrew Hale, turkey sandwich. I like that. Taymor uh, says, Shredded Beef Sandwich. Ooh, I don't know if I've ever had like a shredded beef sandwich. Sandwich. Lauren Romo says ham and provolone on wheat. Uh and then she backs up my tuna is fantastic. I want that quote to be on uh um on a movie poster as well. Tuna is fantastic, but this movie's not about tuna, but it's fantastic. Abdul Tamor's brother from House of Butter saying, one of my favorites tuna sandwich tuna chicken sandwich. Oh. That's, that's interesting. That's I'll take that. Sir Thomas atall has got fried chicken breast, red onion, Jack cheese, jalapenos, lettuce, hot sauce, brown bread. I, you know what? We've been talking over in the knapsack files, discord server of, uh, you know, if things start getting really worse, uh, we're going to invest in the knapsack files bunker and uh, all my supporters and listeners and friends from around the world. will find a centralized enough location. We'll all meet there and survive this thing. I don't know how many Patreon tiers are going to be needed to make this possible, but it's investment from all of you. Um, Thomas has just earned himself the uh, Bunker Sandwich Master title. He's going to be making us the sandwiches. Um, I just that, look, I'm going to bring it up again. Fried chicken breast, very red onion, jack cheese, jalapenos, lettuce, hot sauce, brown bread. That uh, was uh, fantastic there. Uh, John also says uh, he makes a killer grilled cheese. Ask his kids uh, or ask his daughter. Uh, Williams says, yeah, grilled cheese. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Grilled cheese is absolutely great. Uh, Simple. I like a little ham, a little little mustard, but also tomatoes in my grilled cheese. Uh, I like to keep it simple, but get a little fancy. Uh, we also have Snacks oh, where did that uh, uh, comment go Snacks says he'll help build the bunker five years of framing experience uh, Snacks that makes you our uh, construction master that's what's going on uh, Who? someone in my discord server uh, with their prior uh, military medical experience is going to be our uh, director of medical affairs I think it's atti right was the, the name of the uh, discord server Django's bringing Leg- Lego and firearms That we need that We do need that. You know, I I support that decision there. Um, So uh, maybe Django will be our minister of defense. Uh, You know, just having some fun with the idea of the end of the world. All right. Okay. I like that. Real snacks is uh, switching around. Tamor is going to be the boss. He's going to be the project manager. Uh, Snacks will be the foreman and all construction properties. I agree with this. Uh, I agree with that. And, and Snacks was also an army combat medic. We can't forget that. Um, and we like that. Uh, Tommy, uh, Terry Green wants a bunker job. Tommy, I've seen some of your uh, work on the Wanger short film with your special effects. Uh, was it Tommy, right? And some of the other, other work you're doing. You are our minister of special effects. A Lego gun sounds dangerous, says uh, old hands there. Andy Ortiz will devise uh, the HVAC this system. We'll have a, we'll have AC in this bunker. See, this is what happens when the community comes together. We can all work on things together. Going back to Patreon here, Evan Osborne Lomax says, Hey, Ken, first off, I'm so happy that you're okay after your car accident. As a volunteer firefighter for almost a decade now, I've had to cut people out for some bad ones in my time. And uh, tough stuff, Evan, there. And you also have a ton of experience in emergency management as well. And I'm sure uh, and I am sure, I had those bad ones and bad days in the job. Um, it's so important to get help when dealing with those traumatic incidents. And I have along with most of my department in the past, I wanted to ask you about how you dealt with the bad ones personally when they happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, some of the stuff that I haven't experienced, I think it's a great conversation, uh, Evan about, uh, first responders and what they go through. Um, my situation is a little different, just uh, a public safety director. I, I've had, a, I've had a guy die in front of me. I've, I've, you know, seen, uh, old guy, uh, get knocked over uh, a really wonderful old guy, get knocked over by a group of kids in a freak accident going to coma, died five weeks later. And, you know, y- you, wonder what you can do. And I deal with things a little bit different. Uh, the old Josh McCougar nickname, Kenny, no bothers is, uh, both true and a problem at times you got to deal with some things, but I've seen, you know, a friend of mine, police officer, he's, uh, he's, had two uh, officer-involved shootings in his career that have taken lives and he's had to deal with those, but he's dealt with those actually okay because of the situations and how it went down. He felt confident and sure and and believes in his decisions in those situations. But also, uh, he was a sex crimes detective for three years and he's still... Can't sleep at night for some of the things he's dealt with. I, I remember um, an old police officer, retired, but had worked for me and worked with me at the malls. And he was also an LAPD uh, sex crimes detective. And, and he told me a story I will never repeat. It will never repeat. He told me and some other guys a uh, story. And it's something he sees every night. And it happened early in his career. And by this time, he was in his mid 60s. And every night for 30 years, he'd seen something. So I, I think it's important. I think it's important for first responders to be able to get the help. I think some of the alpha male uh, uh, toughness that is needed for the job and alpha female, let's not forget that. Um, uh, Some of that is uh, needed for the job. The the first, I always call it the first responder blood, the adrenaline that's needed. the love of it. Uh, You know, and I love it too, even in my job running in when people are running out, you either love that or you don't. And I miss that part of the job. I absolutely miss it. And, that's all good, but I think it sometimes lends itself to an environment that does not seek out support after that. And my, my friend who went through some of these incidents, he's talked, we've talked about how can you get that word out within the fire departments, within the police departments, and it, it's stereotypical stuff. A lot of these lot of these cats um, are ex-military, men and women, coming out, and they've dealt with some tough stuff. And you can talk to you know, those in the chat room who have served. I have not. Those who have served know better than me. Uh, Jason Edman uh, has served. He knows better than me, and it is um, it is it is important for those who go through these things, who run in first when others are running out, to have to to allow themselves to be feel feel like they're allowed to deal with this stuff after, um, because I think it is not just schoolyard uh, macho ness. It goes beyond that. I think there is a feeling that if you go back to the station and say, man, I'm kind of hurting over what just happened. I'm kind of hurting over what I just saw. If you can't if you don't feel you can say that it's going to fester and it's going to uh, hurt. They always say the badge comes with two marriages. Um, and every almost every one of my friends who's uh, a police officer has, has been through problems at home. Um very few do I know that haven't. So part of that is not being able to deal with that and feel like you can. So I think that's a great question. Um I think that's a great question there. And um something to, to address further down the line there. And we got I can take a swig of water here. Ooh, a lot of water just poured out of that glass. Jason Humphreys, The Hump. He was in the chat room earlier. I know it's a little bit later over in the UK. Uh, Jason says, excuse me, I'm going to cough. I'm not a zombie. Just been talking. Jason Humphreys says, before we continue, I want to put on the record that I love the Beatles, and I think they're the most influential band of all time. But right. What, is my, what are my least favorite Beatles songs and why? That's a great question. That's a great question. I don't like Michelle. Michelle, my bell. Blah, 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 blah. No, it's an okay song. I, don't know, I never liked it. I am a later Beatles fan, uh, late 60s. Like, Scott Mance loves the early stuff. I'm Abbey Road, Let It Be Era Beatles doesn't mean I like, I don't, don't like the whole catalog, but <clears throat> so therefore I won't go to a lot of the early stuff, especially some of the covers. Um, I love the white album. I love, love the white. album. Jason Humphrey still is in chat. He says, not keen on, on, I am the walrus. That's interesting. Cause that's, that's, that's one of those like unpopular opinion on, um, unpopular opinion on, uh. On a popular song. I'm with you too there. There's a lot of things. I don't like Sgt. Pepper. The album. As much as. um, I I believe it. Deserves its place. In rock and roll history. And influence. And I always. I always cite the example. People don't realize. The Beatles were the first. To put their lyrics on albums. And that was. The album that did it. There's. There's changes down to that. But. I like Revolver better. I I even like. A lot of things on. um, Natural Mystery Tour better. But I love that album. So. Um, That's that. Willie Belford. This is so I love this song, but William Belford says I can never get into Norwegian wood. I I agree with that. I mean, I understand it. I should say I love that song, but I, I understand it. It's also very specific. So it's very one of the more very character based songs. Um, <clears throat> I sang it earlier, but Octopus's Garden never really worked. Maxwell Silver Hammer. I like it, but I always would say that you could never release that kind of song now. You know. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. I know. Andrew Hale saying, I haven't even left the house. Um, yep, I'm a, I'm, I'm a zombie. I am a zombie. Andrew saying, suspect, cough, knapsack, might have to quarantine. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I, I You know, I was at Disneyland, and I survived it, but you don't know, right? You don't know, so... I'm going to keep monitoring, but no, I've just been, we uh, did six hours of force for broadcasting the other day. So that, that kind of hurt, hurt the voice. Uh, John Marino says I dig the more experimental Beatles. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I do too. I even like revolution nine. Now I'm not going to listen to it on repeat, but, uh, you know, I like it a lot. Mm. Big, big swig of water. Um, Real snacks attack says, but did you like the Beatles version or Steve Martin's version of Maxwell Silver Hammer Silver Hammer? I'll take Steve Martin's version from Sergeant Pepper the movie. (laughs) Lauren Roma, I love this. Lauren Roma says, Never got into the Beatles with two E's. I'll see myself out. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, we got uh, one more question here from uh, Patreon. I'll take some live questions, and as you can tell from my voice, I think it's probably best if I slide on out of here. Uh, Tamor says, "I think Tamor's still in the chat. Maybe Abdul is, and you can uh, nudge Tamor from his nap." Tamor says, "Hey Ken, hope you and your household are doing well. We are. I loved hearing your Need for Speed on the Patreon only show. I have had many experience with with the Need for Speed, and I have some close calls with the Highway Patrol. My question to you is." What was your first time giving into that urge? If so, mind your surroundings. If not, what were the other times you've get, uh, given to the urge or, or come close uh, or have some close calls with hyper patrolmen? Always much love to Grace, Ratsy, Baxter, and myself. Uh, thank you, taymor I uh, love that question. So what he's referring to, for those who are just listening to the show, uh, and taymor still is here, um, <laughs> he says, Hey, I wasn't napping. I wasn't napping. Uh, Oh, good. Going back to the Beatles thing, Thomas Street Hey Thomas, uh, Thomas Street says, I got to the Beatles. Thanks to Ferris Bueller. That is really interesting. Cause I think I'm, I got into the Beatles very organically and I wasn't aware that he was, when I watched that movie as a kid, I wasn't connecting, you know, I thought he was really singing, you know, I didn't know Ferris Bueller was lip singing, but then when I realized what it was, I, I love that song. And I always go back to that moment of Ferris Bueller's Bill says, can't confirm he's downstairs. I'm upstairs. All right. So the question about need for speed, and I think Graham, if you're still in chat, uh, you had a question too about, um, uh, about need for speed. So I did on my Patreon only show, which is a show I do for everyone on Patreon every month, explain that because of, uh, you know, I had this ca- car accident back on February 21st, which did uh, total the 2004 Camry, but he, you know what life works. In mysterious ways God works in mysterious ways. Iron Man works in mysterious ways. Here's what's happened with the with the financial strain. What's going on right now with a lot of my career uh, being shut down, podcasting and YouTube kind of and Twitch kind of it for a bit here. Um, I it's interesting because I was obviously did not want to get in a car accident. Obviously did not want to lose my car. Luckily, number one, I was okay. Bruising went away after a week. I walked away from everything just fine. Perspective. Don't panic. Keep your head on a swivel, friends. And yeah, then I lost the car. Then an opportunity emerged where a friend of mine, um, a, a, a friend of mine, real my brother, basically, my brother from another mother type situation, he, was, he and his wife were fortunate enough to get another car uh, gifted to them. And so he had his old 2002 Mustang. So he sold it to me. For one dollar, so I have received some some payout for that Camry. Yeah, you know, look at the blue book; it's not a lot, but uh, the insurance company paid me out, and I was going to use that money to pay off some debt, be responsible. But now, and I still might, but now with my career, other than podcasting, on hold, can't get any other gigs right now. Losing gigs, losing a couple gigs. That money's going to keep me afloat for at least you know, into April. If this quarantine situation, this clamp down keeps going, I'll deal with whatever's after that. But that's one of the situations, one of those parts of life where I always say, and it doesn't always look, it doesn't tra- tragedies happen. The bad things happen. I'm not saying it doesn't. It's not always easy to look for the silver lining, but on that day, as I'm driving away from the auto body shop, or as, as I'm riding away, grace is driving me away and I'm just shell shocked, upset, Angry, new tears, tears, then back to anger, then back to frustration, then back to just exhaustion and some pain. From that moment to now, I, I got the check yesterday from the insurance company, and it was like, oh, man, this kind of happened for a reason. And I can eat and and pay some bills for at least a couple more weeks because of this. And, and I don't want anyone to think, my situation's not that dire you know, it's just the futures, like a lot of people, like a lot of, but not just in my business, a lot of people everywhere right now with what's going on. We don't know. We don't know. So it's just a little lesson, just a little lesson. You don't know, and you don't know why it's you and not others. Uh, there's death and destruction and tragedy and broken hearts every day. You can't, it's tough, but you can't, you can't worry about that. you got to worry what's in front of you. And, yeah, I'm hashtag part of Team Smash is what we call it on the Discord server. Those of us who've been in accidents and lost vehicles or just any kind of accident. So, yeah, that's the situation I'm in, man. You know and I want a fancy car, man. I want a good car, but i got a good 2002 Mustang that goes fast. Now, to Tabor's question. I don't want to get too far down the line. He talked about the need for speed because I talked about the need for speed. I'm a... Cautious driver. I'm not a slow driver. Some people say that. That's bullshit. I just I know where I'm going. I'm not really rushed. I drive fast. I drive a little aggressive when I can, but I'm, I'm a pretty cautious driver. Manage my lanes pretty well. I'm never out of the wrong lane on the freeways, or I know when I know when my left turns are, I know when my right turns are. I don't make lefts at uncontrolled intersections unless I have to. I know my routes. I know those things. Accidents happen, clearly. Um, however, I, I got into this Mustang and it's, it's a rattler. It's like an old spaceship. I gotta, I gotta be like Han Solo a couple of times. Hold, keep it together. Hold it together. Hold it together. My, my friend. Um, but the car still cooks. The car still cooks. And I didn't think so. I've been the passenger in that car on a very fast trip to Las Vegas. First time I got in it, man, driving home in it as, as the driver I'm driving home. And I want—I was just in the second lane doing my 70, 75 on the freeway, which is okay. I have a cousin in LAP, LAPD Valley Traffic Division. He's like, you know, can't speak for highway patrol, but generally for us, LAPD, seven miles or so over, we're going to be okay. I, I like to keep in that range, crank it up when I need to. And um, I was like in the second lane, there's some cars in front of me, and I went over like I would do, like I would do normally. Maybe cook it up to 80 on the freeway, right? 95. Who am I? Who am I? It's the need for speed. Uh, As far as close calls with Highway highway Patrol, I have been pulled over by Highway Patrol once, but it was actually when I got the Camry, funnier enough, and I had the registration in the front window because I didn't have the license plate yet. And he pulled me over. And I think what he did is he he'd got behind me. And I was kind of transitioning lanes or was planning to. So he got behind me. And then I got in the other lane. And he took that as a sign of uh, evading or aggression, right? And he got back behind me. Boop, 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 boop. Lights came on. Damn, it pulls me over. I'm like, I wasn't going fast. I had 10 and 2 even. Normally I don't do that. But I was 10 and 2. And he pulls me over on the freeway there right in the 101 South. I'm heading towards Hollywood to get to work, actually. And he's like, you don't have your registration. And I just kind of was confused. I was like, I pointed to the sticker in the window. And he looks at it and, he, and you could tell he was like, damn it. But he didn't want to say, he wanted to keep face. So he just goes, well, it's, you got to unfold it. And <laughs> He took it out, like unfolded the registration, put it back in the window. You have a nice night. I said, okay, sir. I have friends who are on, on highway patrol. Chippies, as they call them out here in California, CHP. Oh, I keep bumping this mic. Sorry. Um, I'm so used to having the beanie on. I've got this hat and I forgot. Uh, yeah, Chippies. Uh, a lot of uh, LAPD officers and sheriff deputies call Chippies AAA with a gun. And, oh, that burns them. Oh, that gets them upset. So uh, that's that. Uh, that's my case. That's my need for this speed. Yeah, Rob Max says all about the flow of traffic. You're not wrong there. Uh, a lot of talk in the chat about um, cruise control. I don't like. I hate. I hate cruise control. I want to feel it. I want to feel it. Tamor, who asked the question on Patreon, says here live in the chat, "You don't want to know how many times I've been pulled over." All right. How about this? As we start to close the show, because I do got to go here. My throat is killing me. Tamor, how about we do an over under? In the chat, what is the over-under on Tamor being pulled over by Highway Patrol? I'm going to say I'm going to set the bar at 35. 35 is what I'm saying. I'll take the chat now. You guys just post over-under 35 times, and we'll see how many times. Tamor, you do not have to give the number. You just have to give the answer to the question we're asking. Real Snacks Attack is saying over but he's changed it to under under he's saying under okay so Jonas is saying under Williams taking the under a lot of people taking the under Zach's going over uh Lauren Romo's taking the under I set the bar high I'll, I'll give you that I'll set the bar high but either way he's bragging the way he's bragging I love Tommy Terry Green here saying under got to be right. Question mark, question mark, uh, Rob back saying, uh, gotta be under. Otherwise, how are you still driving? Now that's a fair observation. All right. That's a fair observation, but being pulled over, I'm not necessarily saying that always going to translate to tickets, right? You're right. If it's, if it's, if it's 36 tickets, you might be in jail. Um, but we're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're, we're, I'm playing into his, uh, hubris here. There's a lot of hubris behind that statement. So, um, <laughs> William Belford says, Rob Mack wants me to do it. Seven DUIs. It's still a driver's license. Wow. oof! Let's just lock him under the key. All right. So I think we got the answers. I think I set the bar. I might've set the bar too high. I admit, but what is, what is the answer? Tamar over, under 35 times pulled over. Total, total doesn't mean tickets could be a warning. Could be a you again, Tamar. Be safe. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Waiting for Tamar's answer here. Oh, he says, there it is. He says it's definitely under. Okay. I know. I set the bar. I set the bar high. I set the bar too high. That's my fault. That's my fault. Jago says he fell asleep. No, he did not. All right. All right, my friends. Uh, I'm going to get going here uh, on TNF in session. Uh, i'm glad you're all listening glad you're all here uh, glad we opened it up to uh uh to uh, a lot more patreon supporters i appreciate your support all of you on patreon.com slash means a lot it means a lot all we'll use it means a lot now uh, but as i always say take care of using yours right take care of using yours uh be safe out there don't forget what we're talking about here and again um in the Discord server, for those who have access to it right now, don't don't be afraid to jump j- jump into the Discord server if you haven't already, but also jump into the social distance uh, uh, network uh, that we're creating there, the, the social distancing network. Uh, it's a, just a chat to jump in and entertain each other. It doesn't matter, too, just the Discord uh, overall is, is, is for that. But specifically in there, we also have the personal help desk in the uh, – a discord server if you've got something going on in your life you just want to hear some some friendly voices get some advice or just uh, get a virtual hug pop in there as well so uh django says uh discord after party uh andy ortiz says thanks uh, ken hey andy we're gonna get some baseball back i got mlb the uh the show 2020 i've been doing my franchise mode but i'm gonna be doing road to the show on twitch as well thomas uh, says uh, thanks ken stay safe that is our NapSuck Files, Bunker Master Sandwich. So pay attention to him. Uh, appreciate y'all. Fun time as always, says Lauren Romo, and I appreciate that. a uh, final question from him. When is my my Lego stream? The next one probably be Friday evening, my time. Um, maybe Saturday afternoon to get more people on it. But I also got to play some games too. I'm going to be streaming, and will be the show as well. So uh, that is what's uh, going on this week. We're almost out of here. Appreciate all of you. Head on a swivel. Don't panic. Put some other people in front of yourself. See you next time. Don't forget to follow me at Ken Go to KenNapsack.com for information on all the things I do, charities I support, as I talked about at the top of the show in the pre-tape segment that you did not hear on this YouTube version. And... Yeah, you know, I got a book, Why We Love Star Wars, if you want to get it. The audiobooks are available, too. But go help someone else these days. We'll see you next time.